We're Navi Tales. We're a video game lore podcast. I sound super excited right now. I don't think I edit all these, and I don't think we've had an exciting intro since the first one where you clipped the fuck out of the mic. Hey, welcome to Navi Tales. Nick's being a dick, so I'm going to sound real excited this whole episode. <laughs> I am going to be so happy all episode. I fucking can't do that. I'm not a happy person. You're really not. Like, at my core, I'm a bitter old man. Yeah. It's just deep down, if you go deep inside, it's just a, just an old man in his rocking chair yelling, get off my lawn. You ever see The Conjuring 2? Get off my spleen. You ever see Conjuring 2? Uh, no. I don't think so. So, there was an old man ghost in there, and he was a bitter bastard, and he said fucking a lot. He was British. <laughs> so I feel like that old man, he's just like, and now I'm fucking dead. Like, he legitimately sounded like that. And I am him. That's me. That's my spirit animal. My spirit guide, if you will. The he guides me old man goes from the country, too. Yeah, he guides me through life going, you're fucking dead. With his, like, his fucking stupid British accent. And he's referring to how you feel on the inside. Yeah. Because you're dead on the inside. Yeah. How you been? Ah, not too bad. <clears throat> Same. Wow, that 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 was that's like that was forceful. That's a tastes like popcorn. I didn't eat popcorn today. Audio sound. I uh, yeah, I haven't like talked to you in like a week. I haven't talked yeah. to you since we were with bro. Yeah, we're supposed to. Ha- we're supposed to hang out with him today, but he didn't answer his phone. That's about right. I called him. He didn't answer. That's about right. So yeah. I was like, I guess I'm editing last week's podcast <laughs> instead of going out. Well, that's about right. Sounds like bro. When we say bro, we are talking about my roommate from college and a good friend of both of us. Yes. And, uh, yeah, no, that sounds about right. We hung out with him two weeks ago, two weekends ago, week and a half ago. And, uh, then, then he blew Nick off today. Yeah. Not in the good way. He just, like, no, didn't hang out in with the him. bad way. Mm. Anyway, I'm going to talk about video games now. Yeah. Vigima games. Oh, also. Got rear ended yesterday. Listen to this bullshit. Oh yeah, you didn't actually tell me about what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm coming off uh it f- fucking this isn't gonna matter to like half of you, but you'll know where this is. Allen's Ave in Providence. Coming off ninety five on Allen's Ave. Mm. Right by the docks. Mm. Coming off there. This guy they got one of the big cement trucks in the the far left lane and I got a yield going right. So I inch forward a little bit. This guy apparently thought I was going, so didn't see the oncoming traffic like I did. Didn't trust me, I think, was what it really was. I think mm. he didn't trust my instincts as a driver. So he ran into the shit out of my car, my work car. So he gets out of the car, and he is yelling at me, because apparently it's my fault. <laughs> and then I get out of the car. And for those who don't know me in real life, I am six foot tall, 230 pounds. I am a Big person. Yeah, he's a big boy. This guy came up to my chest. <laughs> he stopped yelling real fast. <laughs> like, real, real fast. I didn't even, like, I wasn't pissed or anything. I just wasn't saying anything because, like, I got nothing to say to a man who's yelling at me. I'm trying to keep my cool because I am pissed and I'm not going to yell at you because I'm at work. Yeah. So I get out and he just comes up to here and he just stopped yelling. <laughs> he goes, so you're going to call the police? I was like, yeah, I fucking have to. You hit my work vehicle. So... Anyway, that's how I spent my Monday afternoon. Sounds like f- so much fun. Yeah, there's nothing I love more than dealing with police in Allen's Ave. The guy was just like, the police officer was sick of this bullshit. And he wasn't there as long as, nearly as long as we were. And then one of my customers came up to me, like, next to me. He was the owner of one of the places. He goes, I represent Desmond Auto. I was like, yeah, I know. He's like... We buy parts from you. We want to, uh, we're customers for you. We want you to be customers for us. I was like, hey, I'll let my manager know. And then I never let him know. Good. Yeah, my manager gave me some weird advice. He was talking about how he's got blackmail on every customer, almost every customer that walks in there. Good. Which is why he can get away with treating them like shit. So give me some good advice. It's not what you know or who you know. It's what you know about who you know. Which, like, that's that's pretty insightful for an auto parts employee. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's uh, that's a line to remember. Stick with you. Yeah, I mean, it's fucked up, but 
at the same time, like... He's kind of got a point. He's got a point. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to talk about video games now. Uh, this episode is going to be on Legend of Zelda. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, whatever, I'll deal with it. I I usually make it so that my thing don't fall asleep. Oh, okay. Now it's going to just keep falling asleep. Yeah. But yeah, this week... Or you could just take the two seconds to fix it. <sighs> Look, Nick. Mm. You're thinking with logic and you both... You know... You fucking both know. You know both I don't of me, like to both think... Both of me know. Both of you know I don't like to think with logic. You're not wrong there. Mm. Yes, we're going to do Zelda timeline. <sighs> yeah, this is an episode that was one of the original inspirations for this podcast, at least from my perspective. Yeah. It was like this Dark Souls and Nazi Zombies. Because, like, I was playing all of these, like, games at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah, this was, like, definitely one of my original inspirations for, like, approaching Nick with, like, oh, we should do this shit. We'd be good at this. Because the Zelda timeline is notoriously fucking weird. Mm. And they literally wrote a book all about the lore for this game. Yeah, because people bitched and they wanted some timeline for so, all these games. So they were like, here you go, here's a book. So they have the Hyrule Historia, which we literally have open right next to us, to the timeline page. Uh, and then we have our notes, too. But, yeah, we got a Hyrule. We both own a Hyrule Historia. But uh, we got one open right there. It's, like, fucking great book. I think it's only, like, 20 bucks now. Yeah, some something really cheap like that. Well, look, technically it's outdated, but... Well, yeah. There's a couple games missing. Uh, Yeah, there's two? Three that I can think of. What's the third? It's, um... Breath like of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, Link Between Worlds, and Triforce Heroes. Are Triforce Heroes in there? No, because Triforce Heroes came out after. Triforce Heroes was the game before Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and where's my fucking Hyrule Warriors? That is not <laughs> canon, <laughs> that is Josh. not canon, Joshua. <laughs> Joshua, you stop that. But, yeah, they, um... I mean, I know where two of them fall, and I yeah, yeah, I yeah, mentioned yeah. it, but, yeah, it's absent from, from this because it was made before those games came out. Yeah, which is... I mean, it's uh, even if it's outdated, it's fun. Yeah. Weird tangent. So I'm going on a plane to Chicago tomorrow, and then a train from Chicago to LA. And I was thinking, like, could I put my Wii U in my backpack and then just plug it in? Think I could get that on a plane? On my carry-on? I don't see why not. Why do you want to use your Wii U? I've just been playing games on my Wii U lately. Oh. Like, Wario, like, I got picked up Wario Land 4 for it. And, like, I haven't played that game since I was a kid. It's fun as shit, but, like, kind of want to play it mobily. I mean, you could put, play all these games on your, on a DS. And then I'd have to go out and buy it. Although, you say it like it's although a bad I thing. have a gift card for fucking GameStop now. Which is, like, covers somewhere around, not even, like, more than half the price. I can find my charger for my DS. My 3DS. It's, I'm missing that. I'm not here. The fuck that went. I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll deal with this later. Yeah, with this no, is... no one on this podcast gives a fuck about whether I'm going to buy a 2DS tonight or not. It's neither here nor there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about Legend of Zelda timeline, which is not as messed up as I thought it was going to be. It's kind of like the Kingdom Hearts. I mean, so I'm used to Dark Souls at this point. Like, I am deep into lore, and literally they say in Dark Souls lore, time doesn't matter. It's all, like, happening at the same time. Fuck it. So you don't know any chronology or anything. So, like, at least with these timelines, we have chronology. Yeah. Which would be nice. But, yeah, Nick, uh, why don't you get us started while I text my mother? <laughs> sure. Uh, so the world was created by three goddesses, uh, Nairu, Din, and Far Faror. I probably fucked up those names, but I don't care. You didn't fuck up Naru, as far as I know. Uh, Naru was the goddess of wisdom, and she created order. Uh, Din was the goddess of power, and she created the land. And Faror was the goddess of courage, and she created the inhabitants of the world. Uh, they soon left the world and uh, left behind the Triforce. And the Triforce is said to grant any wish to whoever controls it. And it doesn't really distinguish between good and evil, so if you really bad and you want to make a bad wish, you can make that wish. And if you're really theory. good and you want to make a good wish, you can make that wish. What's your theory? My theory is that it's because they're gods and they have no concept of good and evil. Uh, probably. So, that's just my theory. That's because I like god shit. Uh, to be granted 
the wish, however, you need a strong heart, an innate ability, and the three virtues, which are courage, wisdom, and power. Um, so if you have all of those, you can make a wish. Also, you can't be a god. Gods can't use the Triforce to make wishes. Damn it. And I was going to try to make, use the Triforce to make a wish. I was hoping that I'd be able to wish to not be a god, actually. But this weird paradox has happened now so that I can't even wish to not be a god because I'm a god. Right. You're just stuck in a loop. Yeah, dude. I'm just sitting there talking to it forever. <laughs> just talking to the Triforce. Hey. Hey, you. Grab me wish. No, you're a god. My wish is to not be a god. No, you're a god. So when the three goddesses left, they entrusted the Triforce to the goddess Hylid to keep it safe. Uh, soon after, a bunch of demons started showing up because they wanted the Triforce. And now, yeah, good. Is Hylia in Skyward Sword? Yes. Like physically in it? No. Skyward Sword is after. Because I know this. Demise is in it. Right. But. Because, like, I've never understood Hylia's dynamic once Naru, Din, and Ferore. She was the... As far as I know... I don't get how their pantheon works, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I I have no understanding. It doesn't fit right. Yeah. With me. It just seems like these... Oh, this is a god. Like, here's a bunch of names. They're not gods of whatever, although I suspect Din may be a god of fire. But, um... Yeah, they and for someone who's like really, really, really into gods and shit, like I just have no understanding of their pantheon. I didn't know if you found anything. Um, now, pretty much what the furthest I went was that the three goddesses made the world, and then they entrusted the Triforce to Hylia, and then Hylia was kind of looked upon uh, by the people. And it also seems that this is very based in Japanese culture because a lot of Japanese. God myths deal with de the concept of demon kings, which are like these weird not gods that are gods that are not gods that are gods. So we deal with Demise, the demon king. Right. Which is, in my mind, I just see Piccolo, but... What are you going to do? Um, so he's yeah, Deborah. Yeah. The demons were led by uh, Demise, the demon king. And after... Uh, couple battles with the demons, Hylia took the remaining humans and sent them and a giant piece of land into the sky. And this became Skyloft, which is the place you play in, uh, the beginning place you play in, in um, Skyward Sword. So she... And it's pretty. Yeah, she took this piece of land and sent it into the sky and put a barrier uh, between it and the earth so the, uh, the demons can reach it. Now, I think, before we move on, I, I think that we should say... At least I should say, like most things in my life. I haven't played this entire franchise. Uh, I don't know how many games you have played. Not all of them. But for me, I haven't played two very big ones, which are Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess. But I've played most of the big ones. Yeah. I, I've played Breath of the Wild. I've played Ocarina on Time, obvious. I fucking, I don't know anyone who hasn't played Ocarina on Time at this point. Yeah, that's I true. know people who don't play video games who've played Ocarina on Time. Like, it is a the video game. Like, the, like, if you're going to tell someone to play a video game ever, other than The Witcher 3, they should play Ocarina of Time. Uh, I've played Majora's Mask, which is my favorite in the franchise. Hello, Breath of the Wild's fucking good. Yeah, it's up there. But yeah, that's a good fucking game. But uh, yeah, I've played most of these games. And a lot of the 2D ones, I've played Wind Waker. I've played A Link to the Past. i played Oracle of Ages specifically. i played Link's Awakening. I actually love Link's Awakening. i played the original, and I've played Adventure of Link. I never beat the original, but I did beat Shadow Link in Adventure of Link. Bitches! I'm, I'm proud of that achievement. That is a difficult boss. It really is. It's a tough game. But All right, yeah. I just wanted to clarify that Nick might be a little bit, as per usual, a little bit more versed in this because he's actually played these fucking games. Um... So yeah, she sent the she made Skyloft and she stayed on the ground with some warriors to continue to fight demise. Uh, eventually, they were victorious and they uh, sealed them away. And uh, Hylia tried to use the Triforce to destroy demise because instead of just stealing them, but she can't because she's a god. And as I said before, gods can't use the Triforce. So uh, instead, she decided to renounce her divinity and chose to be reborn again as a human so that her reincarnated self could one day use the Triforce. And spoilers, she becomes the first Zelda. No! Wow. 
Never would I guessed. Um, she also creates Fee, who is the uh, uh, entity that resides in the Master Sword. In- AI is what I like to call it because she's straight up fucking Cortana from Halo. If she was, if Cortana was less interesting, you're not wrong. Um, so that one day a chosen warrior, uh, she could lead a chosen warrior, and she also assigned Impa to watch uh, Demise of Seal until she returned. And then the event of Skyward Sword takes place. I decided don't go into details. I, no, I know them personally. I when uh, when I wrote these notes, um, I didn't uh, go into detail much about any game. We're pretty much we're saying, dealing with it as a timeline. Yeah, we're pretty much saying like the events that take place around the games and when the games themselves actually takes place in the timelines. Yo, I'm pissed. So. It says Link's crossbow training doesn't take place in this timeline. I needed to know when that took place. That is my favorite Zelda game right below Wand of Gamelon, which was the best game for the best video game console of all time, the CDI. Mm-hmm. I spent so many days in my youth playing the Wand of Gamelon. It was, it's my favorite game. Like, it plays so smooth, even to this day. Like, there's no kinks in this game at all. Right. Like, Wand of Gamelon is flawless. The cutscenes are next gen. They are some of the best cutscenes I've seen in a video game, and I've played The Last of Us. And they still hold up to Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Other, other games fade away into the dust, and this game is just... Yeah, dude, I have a Wand of Gamelon tattoo. You haven't seen it? Yeah, no, I've seen it. It's yeah. on your ass. No, no, no. It's on the back of my leg, you fool. Oh, it was... But it's like up there on the thigh. So oh. it ain't quite on my ass, but it looks like it's kind of okay. on my ass. Yeah. I'm just running out of space. But um, I say not having any tattoos on my leg. I have a temporary tattoo on my leg. It made me feel cool. <laughs> I got like a... like It's been on there for like two weeks. I got an octopus. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I wanted to gamble on. Best Zelda. Best 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Best Zelda. But yeah, so we're going to just kind of deal with the timeline. Uh, specifically, like, in order of events uh, rather than specific lore stuff. If you want to see specific games, let us know. Comments are liked, and you can tweet at us. Yeah, we could definitely... This is definitely a franchise we'll definitely come back to. We're just touching the surface. Like we've done with most games we've dealt with so far. We wanted to give an eclectic taste to someone who, I don't know, might not like Bloodborne very much or might not like fucking... Kingdom Hearts very much like we wanted to give a kind of a broad thing and then we'll come back with more details on that like because even our Destiny episode I really want to go back and deal with the fucking hive but we'll get to that but so we're going to just kind of tackle that let us know if you want more uh, but I will continue with how the world is after Skyward Sword where we're eventually became to be or the world eventually became known as Hyrule the inhabitants became the Hylians, who were descendants of Hylia. So Zelda got it on. That's how I look at it. I mean, you know, like they Adam and Eve to this bitch up. After years of peace, chaos began to consume the land because we are in a Legend of Zelda game. Yeah, this one thing that's going to happen a lot is darkness is consuming something and they're going to seal something away with light. Every single goddamn. I don't know how many times I wrote. While writing these notes, and then they sealed it away. <laughs> yeah, that's just how it works. <laughs> so, darkness comes to consume the land. It, it, that, isn't that a line from fucking Thriller? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's in the monologue for Thriller. <laughs> I think you're right. Um, the Sage of Light, Raru, built the Temple of Time around the known entrance to the Sacred Realm. Where the Triforce was kept, he then sealed the Sacred Realm, unlocked the Master Sword, and hid the three keys. Princess Zelda, the original, the one from Skyward Sword, created the Kingdom of Hyrule and its royal family. They built the castle where the Temple of Time was located to help protect it. And then Minish Cap and the events of Four Swords happened, which has always freaked me out that they happened so soon in the timeline. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I, I guess part of it's the art style that is why I feel like they aren't super prequels. Mm-hmm. Because they are the same art style as uh, Wind Waker. And, um, yeah, they it just kind of fucked with me. But having played Minish Cap, I can see why. 
it takes place. There. Sorry, I'm dying. Why every single every single podcast? I'm nervous around you, Nick. You make me feel nervous. I know, but it's okay. You're in a safe spot. I know, safe I'm place. In a safe place. Just, I get scared. Like I know that I know that all three of our listeners are listening, and it, and it just makes me nervous. I know. It's a big. It's a big crowd. It's mm. a lot of eyes staring at you. I've never talked in front of three people before. No, never. But I don't anyway, even know three people. I don't know. Yeah, that might be fucking true. <laughs> I, so I've played uh, Minish Cap, but I did never play Four Swords because I didn't have four friends, as we've just established. Mm. I, so, yeah, that was that. What's that? Did they have that other Zelda game that had a bunch of people that I've never played? Uh, I think there's another Four Swords and then Triforce Heroes, Triforce which, Heroes which is, is the reason game. why I didn't pick up Triforce Heroes because it required, don't have four friends. it required like two other or three other people to play and. Getting anybody to do anything is a pain in the ass. Yeah, dude. We we fucking heard cats anytime we try to do anything. And I'm like guilty of it too, because you all were trying to get me to play fucking robots yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I got shit to do. <laughs> I haven't played video games in forever. That's why I'm looking forward to this vacation. Basically, I'm just traveling down there to travel down there and then come back. I am gonna spend this entire vacation just traveling. I'm just play video games. It's an excuse to sit there and play video games for hours. I am excited. I am so excited, Nick. I'm glad. But anyway, yeah, so that's kind of when that shit takes place. It's pretty cool. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. It's great. Uh, then the Hyrulean Civil War takes place. Uh, Which I want a game of. You know, because like, really not much is said about it other than that it was a thing. Yeah, I. It's so fucking cool. We, you could have just even made like Hyrule Warriors that. Yeah, honestly. Because, like, we're talking about a war going on. Like, you could have just made Hyrule Warriors canon and just made it about the Hyrule Civil War, and I would have come. Stay like, you could have made the link in Hyrule Warriors the link of Ocarina of Time's dad. Hey. Yeah, you're right. Come on! <laughs> That'd have been so cool! But no, of course, I'm better at game design than the people who design the games. Once again... I'm not armchair quarterbacking. Not at all. Uh, speaking of uh, Ocarina of Time, Link, his uh, a woman fled after the uh, during the war um, to the Kokiri village uh, forest, excuse me, and where the Deku tree resided. And she entrusted the tree with her child before dying, and that child ends up being Link from Ocarina of Time. I'm pretty excited you say Deku the same way I do, because I know people call it the Deku tree. No, I say Deku. Nah, it's the Deku tree. Although you do not say Kukiri the same way I do. I might have just said it wrong. I also said village when I was supposed to say forest. So. Oh, yeah, you're just a fucking wreck. Yeah. Well, but well, yeah, I know people call it the Deku tree, and it, it always pisses me off. I'm like, no, it's the Deku tree. No, it's Deku tree. Do you not know your English? I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're from. You don't know how English works? And I know the argument. They're speaking highly and not English. Fucking nerd. That's Deku tree. So yeah, that uh, that child will grow up to become Link, and the events of Ocarina take place, and here's where everything goes to shit, and it splits into three paths. <sighs> okay, so this has been a theory that was flying around the internet forever. Like, as long as I, like, before the Hy- Hyrule Historia is what established that as the canon. Mm. The three timeline theory, which is no longer a theory, it's the three timeline. But forever on the internet, forever, there's been the three timeline theory. And I have always been fascinated by one facet of this theory. So let's let's dive into it. Yes. Uh, so the first path, I am on the proponent that it's more of an alternate universe than a timeline because he, freak, this one is the one where he dies at the end. That's my favorite part of this timeline is there is a timeline where the hero loses. And that's awesome to me. I love the idea that our hero that we play as is f- not flawless. Yes. I love that. I love flawed heroes. But I, I'm so excited to talk about this. But yeah, I an alternate universe is a better way to put it. Right. I think that's kind of what they're saying when they say alternate timelines. Yeah. I think that's what they mean. I hope so. Because and, I can't think of it not being that. Right. Um, so yeah, this is the one where Link's defeated at the end of Ocarina and Ganon succeeds in getting the Triforce. So the Seven Sages seal Ganon and the Triforce away in the Sacred Realm as a last resort. 
Uh, Gen's evil heart eventually turns the sacred realm into the dark world, and demons begin to come out and start a war with Hyrule. Uh, the king is forced to seal the realm so that it's not opened again, and then the events of Link to the Past take place, followed by Oracle of Ages slash season, sheesh, Seasons and Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening is still so, a weird game. So <laughs> all four of those games you play as the same uh, incarnation of Link. And then the events of uh, Link Between Worlds and Triforce Heroes take place after those four games. And that's a separate incarnation of Link. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. I Have you ever played Link's Awakening? Not all of it. I have never been uh, so unfulfilled at the end of a game and still loved it. <laughs> because, like, the ending of that game, do you know the ending? V- vaguely. Well, I mean, this is a spoiler podcast. Do you mind if I spoil it for you? No, I can ask you. I, You're I, sitting no, across the table. I don't care, no. Uh, it's all a dream. Yeah. The entire world is a dream dreamt up by the giant fish at the top of the mountain. So, like, the end of the game, the fish wakes up, everything disappears, like, Maru and all that. All of them go away. So you're just stuck on a raft in the middle of the ocean again. The entire game is pointless. It doesn't happen. It's all a dream. But it's still a fucking great game with great characters. And, like, it's, like, a really quirky Zelda game. It just feels weird. And I'm glad that's kind of like a... It feels like a side quest, really. But, like, a big side quest. Like a Witcher side quest. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a good one. Did you ever play any of the Oracle games? No, I didn't play the article ones. I played ages. There's a kangaroo in it. That's all I remember. <laughs> I shit you not. There was a kangaroo, and I, I went, know, "Wow, I, the kangaroo in the Zelda game." I believe you. Uh, um. So then, so as the timelines go, there's always they always follow the same thing. There's always uh, generations of the of the royal family. So one of the kings uh, decides to hide the Triforce of Courage because he believes that someone's going to use the Triforce for the wrong reasons. And he passes down the Triforce, the Triforce of Wisdom to his daughter, uh, Zelda, and nothing to his son because he believes... His he, son is a cunt. Yeah, he, be- <laughs> he believes his son is kind of unworthy or he really doubts his worth. Um, so when the king dies and the son takes his place, son's all pissed that he didn't inherit anything. So uh, he has a wizard who's like kind of like his right-hand man as king. Um, and so him and the wizard interrogate uh, Zelda about where the uh, the missing piece of the Triforce is, and Zelda doesn't tell him anything. So the wizard ends up cursing her to fall asleep forever, and then the son gets all like, oh, I feel bad, why did I do this? So he puts her in the... He locks her away in the, in the North Castle, and uh, then the events of the first Legend of Zelda and Adventure of Link take place, and the Zelda that you find at the, adventure, the end of Adventure of Link sleeping is that Zelda. That was cursed. I love that game. Weirdly, like that's like a less popular Zelda game. Yeah, it really is. But like, cause it's a side scroller. Like, I was a big fan of that. So, back in the day, I wish I still had this because of how much fucking money it is now. Back in the day, I subscribed to Nintendo Power, mm-hmm. which is a very old sentence already. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're dating ourselves already. But it was back in the heyday of GameCube, and when I subscribed to it, they gave me a free copy of, like, the definitive Zelda or whatever. And it came with original Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, Ocarina of Time, and Majora's Mask on the disc. Mm. And it came with a demo from Wind Waker, because Wind Waker wasn't out at that time. And it is it was fucking cool. Like, I replayed Ocarina and Majora's, and it was the first time I played the original Zelda and Zelda 2, and that's actually what I beat Zelda 2 on. But eventually, when I sold all my GameCube shit, I sold that too for, like, nothing. Now it's like $100 for that disc. Yeah, it's stupid expensive. Yeah, because I, I was like looking forward again the other day because I was like, man, I really liked playing this growing up. It's where I played Zelda 2. I was like, fuck you, I'm not buying that. I'll buy Earthbound first. <laughs> like, it was so mad. But yeah, that was, like, I, I got it from Nintendo Power for sub, like subscribing to Nintendo Power. Yeah. Which is just really cool to me that, like, back in the day, they gave you... Games. Four Zelda games. Four of the best games ever. Right. Like, it was cool. We don't get nice things like that anymore. Now we don't get magazines anymore, Nick. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I still get like Game Informer, but like yeah, but we're forced to get Game Informer. You're not wrong. <laughs> like, we are forced to get Game Informer. The only magazine I still get is from my horror block, and I look forward to that every month because it's like each one has a theme. So like, I got one that's all like on shark movies and horror, and like the role of women in horror, and it's really fucking cool. 
But the uh, yeah, the only reason we get Game Informer is because GameStop makes us. Yeah, and it's like, it's like, oh, cool, like whatever, we're gonna get it anyways. It's kind of like you paying for this anyway, so here you go. But like, by the time I actually get the issue, everything in it. I already know about because, because the, the internet exists. <laughs> so like you get like the E3 issue a month after E3 happened and you're like, yeah, but I know all this stuff. Yeah. And I've played half these games. I watched E3 and half these games got released at E3. Yeah. Like it was just, it's fucking heartburn. <laughs> like it's, it's just a waste of paper. I feel, I feel bad every time I get an issue. I'm like, I'm not going to read this. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. I just throw it in the bathroom. And when I forget to take my phone in while I'm pooping, I just like old video game magazine. <laughs> oh, game informer. All right, uh, so the other timeline is the timeline when Link is victorious at the end of Ocarina. Tonight we are victorious, champagne pouring over us. Forget the rest of the words. Oh, my friends are glorious. Tonight we are victorious. Oh, oh, I'm a singer. Yeah, you're the best. I'm a singer. I should put you on a record. Mm, you a record deal. Yeah. So, yeah, the next one is Link being a boy and winning. <laughs> being a little boy. Look at him being a rascally little boy and winning. I say as I'm rubbing my upper thighs. <laughs> like, I'm just straight up in shorts rubbing my upper thighs as I'm saying yeah, this. It's definitely a sight to behold. Yeah, Link's a little boy in his green tights and his tunic. This podcast is going off the rails. <laughs> Dude, my life is off the rails right now. You have no idea. Uh, then there's yeah. So th there's two options. Um, kind of for what happens when Link beats Oc Link beats Ocarina of Time. Link does it. He does it all. <laughs> he beats it for you. He plays so the game. there's the present of the future timelines because Ocarina of Time, interestingly enough, deals with a lot of time. Mm. Shocking, I know. Uh, and. The so the first one we're gonna deal with is the one where Link's a little boy. The present timeline follows Kid Link stopping Ganondorf before everything goes wrong, and then leads right into the events of Majora's Mask, which is a weird, fucked up game that doesn't make any sense. It's great. It like Termina doesn't make any sense. It's like an alternate reality that he gets lost in when going through a forest. Yeah, but what forest was he going through? I don't know. Kokiri Forest. And what forest can only the Kokiri go through? Kokiri Forest, because then you get lost in it if you're a Hylian, like Link. Mm. There he is that he's lost in the woods, and this is like him hallucinating or some shit, but because, you know, the woods are cursed. Um, so then the events of Majora's Mask happens. Many years later, Ganondorf is sentenced to be executed as keeping him alive would just lead to more chaos and death. At least they got their shit together years later. However, they failed to execute Ganondorf because he's a badass. Uh, as he was too strong due to being chosen by the Triforce of Power and then sealed him in the Twilight Realm of the Mayor of Twilight, where he fucked everything up from there, and then followed many years later by the events of Four Swords. So, yeah, Twilight Princess. I really, really, really need to play that one. Yeah, I've always do. wanted to. It's good. I like it. Yeah, no, I've heard nothing but good things about it, but I just haven't... I, fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. But, yeah, I was... What, what was I going to say about Twilight Princess? I don't know. Hey... I don't remember. Good. But that, oh, uh, the the hero shade in Twilight Princess. Mm. That skeleton thing that teaches Link how to fight in Twilight Princess. Oh, yeah, that's Link from Ocarina of Time. That's the Link from Ocarina of Time all grown up because he dies in the fucking woods because he's cursed. So, yeah, he, he, like, fights with his left hand and shit just like Link does and teaches you, like, the virtues of being a hero. Yeah. The hero shade. So he's just, like, this weird skeleton monster that, like... Super helpful, and because he was cursed, he's cursed with everlasting life, so he is there to help the hero out in Twilight Princess, which I think is awesome! Yeah, it's really dope. It's so cool! But anyway, yeah, that's that. And then the other half of this uh, path where Link wins is the future timeline. Where So this is when you go into the future... In Ocarina of Time, and you beat Ganon in, in the future, that timeline still continues after you beat him. So, um, this timeline sees him being Ganon sealed away at the end, and then many years passed, and eventually he breaks out again and begins to attack Hyrule. This time, no hero shows up to uh, oppose him because Link went back in time to yeah. be a kid again, and that 
timeline continued on. So this timeline didn't have the Ocarina of Time link um, anymore. So the current king um, decided that he would let the gods determine the fate of the kingdom, and then the gods said, fuck it, and they flooded the world, and they trapped Ganon in the castle at the bottom of the sea. Yes, now he's the king of Atlantis. Yeah. He's our Aquaman. Uh, but if, but obviously, because this is a Zelda game, Ganon breaks out of where he's trapped, and he begins to uh, look for the Triforce again, and the uh, this leads to the events of Wind Waker taking place. And at the end of Wind Waker, uh, the king uses the Triforce to wish for the ancient land of Hyrule to be washed away. And then Ganondorf is defeated, and Tetra and Link set off to find a new world to call home. Don't you mean Zelda and Link? Spoilers! Mm, Spoiler alert! (laughs) Oh my god! I didn't even beat the game yet! (laughs) I beat that game that came out in 2003! (laughs) How could you spoil that? So yeah, they go off to find a new place because the king wished for everything to be washed away. And then the events of Phantom Hourglass take place. And after Phantom Hourglass, they found uh, they find a new continent and recreate Hyrule Kingdom. And then many years after that, uh, spirit tracks take place. That's when they learn locomotion. So the incarnation of Link is the same in Wind Waker and Phantom Hourglass, but is different in yes. spirit tracks. But looks the same. Yes. I'm convinced Link just spills his seed all over the world. I mean, you're not wrong. In the bellies of women. That's just my theory. And, uh, and then Breath of the Wild shows up. And we're going to talk about Breath of the Wild. Okay, it takes place a long time after everything. So we're going to talk about Breath of the Wild for a weird amount of time. Because this game doesn't make any goddamn sense. Nope. So there... I don't think it fits in into the law... Into the Zelda... Or into the Link Died timeline. I don't know where it would fit in in that. Because um... I... One of the theories behind the Breath of the Breath of the Wild and where it fits is where the, it's where the timelines all converge again. Yeah. Which makes sense to a degree, and we'll get into that. But I, I just don't know where it would fit in with the the Link Dies timeline. The because first one we talked about. The, the Link Dies timeline has Link to the Past, correct? Yeah. Um, the sword is, the Master Sword is found in the same place in Breath okay. of the Wild as that. And there's like a line of dialogue in one of the flashbacks that Zelda says when she's, I think it's like the first one chronologically, the first flashback chronologically, yeah. where she's knighting. Or doing some ceremony to Link, and she's like, she mentioned she makes she makes mentions to previous games. She said something about like, whether in the sky or whether throughout time or in twilight. Yeah, which which goes that path. That but one. I think there's like, I I read somewhere that there's another, um, in one of the different languages, like I think in like the German version, there's she continues that and says, whether in the past or on the seas. So, like, she referenced Link to the Past in Wind Waker. Yeah, that's all fucked up. And then, like, you're in a world where both the Zora and the... uh, What are the bird things called? Rito. Rito. You're you're in a world where both the Zora and the Rito exist at the same time. And if you look at the Wind Waker, um, Rito are an evolution of the Zora, which makes no fucking sense, Mm. but whatever. Oh, we're a seafaring race. The whole world's flooded. Let's adapt to the sky. Like, it doesn't... Logic! Don't make any sense. But the Rito are an evolution of the Zora, according to that. But then in Breath of the Wild, both the Rito and the Zora exist alongside each other. But the Rito look more evolved into birds. Yeah. Than like, they can bird. fly naturally and stuff. Yeah. Um, Breath of the Wild also has the Koroks, and the Koroks are only in Wind Waker, Wind Waker. up they're, until that point. They're the evolution of the Kokiri. Mm-hmm. So they were only in Wind Waker, and they're goddamn adorable still. I, they were adorable in Wind Waker, and they're adorable in Breath of the Wild. Uh, and then, like, we still... My theory behind the Zora and the Rito thing, this is just a theory. So there's two races of Rito. There's the Freshwater and the Saltwater. The Saltwater you really only see as an enemy in the original Legend of Zelda, uh, while the Freshwater are the lake... The ones that stay in Lake uh, Hylia. Mm-hmm. It's totally possible if everything else is fucking evolving that the sea ones would evolve into the freshwater ones. Mm-hmm. So that's my theory behind that, that the freshwater Zora in this game are actually the original seafaring Zora 
which would make it so that the Rito and the Zora could exist at the same time. But that's just a theory. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I can't do that. Matt Paddle sue me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he'd sue me. He seems like a nice guy, and I like all his content. He just released a video on the G-Man. I watched that. Oh, fucking great. Yeah, it was dope. Let's talk about other people's content on our show. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh... But yeah, I think, like, there's hints of, like, every, like, major game timeline in Breath of the Wild. Which is... So that's why I think, like, a lot of people think that it's the point where everything comes back into one timeline. I, but I, the one thing that, like, I think everybody can agree on and I kind of agree on, too, is that, like... No matter what timeline it takes place, or if it merges all three, it's like well after every single game that's come out. It is at least a hundred years after something that we never played. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm like the events that happen a hundred years before this, we never played. Right. So it takes place over a century after a generation. Which does that make any sense? Like when I say it out loud. A century after a generation. Like, there's an entire generation of the Zelda Link dynamic that we missed. Right. And then a hundred years after that. Yeah. So, like, there could be an entire game, theoretically. God, you know, I bet you that's what the fucking DLC is going to be. Oh, yeah, we don't have that, that story DLC yet. Yeah, I bet you it's going to be a prequel. We'll find out. I kind of don't want that. I want new content. Well, it's supposed to be deal with, like the champions more like more on them so i would think it'd be a prequel because the champions are technically like dead dead in this, <laughs> dead <laughs> They're in ghosts. this game so but yeah it's definitely like after a bunch of stuff because like the one of the um machines is named after what's your face from ocarina rudo oh yeah and most of the and like the text leading up to the zora's palace that's like on the walls yeah. and stuff. Like a lot of it references older games. Older games. And like there's a lot of land masses that reference older games. Like there's like a Tingle Island and stuff. Yeah. It's not and, literally um, called Tingle Island. It's, it's just, spelled different. It's spelled differently. But like uh Lon Lon Ranch is there and the In ruins. Yeah, in ruins. The statue, the giant statue from Skyloft is in the game. Yeah. Um also a place where there's another place in Skyward Sword where like Zelda goes for like some purification thing. That's it's like a it's kind of like a it's got like a ramp going up and there's like a pool. There's, that's a, that location's in there. It's kind of destroyed too. I think it's one of the flashback locations. Yeah, I think it is too. I think it's the the pool of wisdom or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, and then like it's it's definitely taking place a while while after that. Uh, weirdly enough, I want to talk about something. What do you think? Of, I haven't really looked into it, so we're going to just speculate on it. Fuck mm -hmm. it. The dragons and how they're named after each of the gods. Yep. Uh, do you... I've always considered them, like, avatars of the gods. That makes sense. Like, I, I've always thought that, that was an interesting aspect to put into the game, because the dragons in Legend of Zelda are fucking cool and unkillable. Yeah. <laughs> they're dope. But that blue... Oh, the fucking moment with the blue one. Will you, have, will you save it? I felt so sorry for it when I first saw it. It's, like, infected with... Uh, the darkness or whatever, because like, we're playing Zelda. Ganon goop. Ganon goop. They needed a Splatoon. But I... They needed Mario from Mario Sunshine. But I... Uh, yeah, I was like... I remember seeing that moment, and I was like, Good Lord, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the baby dragon. Yeah, so... Breath of the Wild fits in very strangely in the timeline. It doesn't... Have a solid puzzle piece on the map that is the Legend of Zelda timeline. Right. Which is kind of cool, but kind of not. Because it fucking infuriates me. Because yeah. I need it to fit in somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I just want to fit in. But at the same time, I think it's cool that we all, as a community, get to speculate that again. Uh, real quick with Breath of the Wild. So there's something I did with Breath of the Wild that I hadn't done since like fucking elementary school. We're going back that far. Damn. And what it was was I didn't want to... I, I tried not to look up as much as I could about Breath of the Wild. And rather than do that, I'd go to my friends about it. Yeah, same. So, like, you you and me would freak out, freak the fuck out about Breath of the Wild. And my friend Megan, uh, she was playing it at the same time. And we would all freak the fuck out about it. So, like, there would be points where I'd be, like, at their apartment. And I'd see how she beat a puzzle. And I was like, that's not how, at all how I beat that puzzle. But, like, we both got it beaten. 
And I loved that because I was like, oh my God, you found like an easier way to do what I spent an hour doing. Fucking great. So there was like that. And then we were like sharing hints and stuff like, oh, this is here. Oh, where's this fucking memory? I was like, oh, it's at the giant horse statue. Like it was just like the first time I felt a communal connection to a game since I was playing Ocarina of Time in elementary school. And we were all sitting around the lunch table at lunchtime talking about like what we're doing in Ocarina of Time and how to beat the goddamn water temple. No, I agree. I definitely I definitely didn't look anything up while playing this game. Well, that's because you were waiting for your book. That too, but like <laughs> even like the book got delayed. Well, the book was supposed to come earlier than it did. When we say book, we're talking about the guidebook for the game. Yeah, I bought the, the guidebook yeah, for Breath pretty. of the Wild. Uh, the, the nice one. Um, and it was supposed to come earlier than it did, so like I was still going to wait a bit to use it because I wanted to explore more of it. And then I was usually, I was going to use it for cleanup, which I did eventually do it. Cause I did all the shrines and, uh, all the side quests. I think the only thing both of us have left in the game to do is fucking the master sword. Like, uh, get the master sword updated all the way. The DLC. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get all the Koroks, but yeah, but fucking, oh yeah. I have the time to go get 999 Koroks. Go fuck yourself. Nope. I mean, Just I did, fucking I did poop. literally everything else. I did all the shrines and all the side quests. Just for golden poop. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> Biggest metal finger in video games. No, I love Probably it. Probably not. It's great. I love but, it. But. but yeah, no, I definitely definitely didn't look anything up. I just this was definitely a, like a game that I just experienced and explored and talked to other people about. I mean, I still experience and explore that game. I'll pick that. I I mean, I, we we both have it for the Switch. Mhm. Uh, I think we need to specify that because we both bought Switches at opening night or on opening day because we have jobs. We couldn't go to opening night. But I, uh, yeah, so we, we both bought Switches as soon as they came. We pre-ordered it the day after they announced it. Yeah. And, like, it was fucking awesome. So we, we've been playing Breath of the Wild since release. And I still pick that fucking game up because I use my Switch mostly as a mobile device. So I still pick that goddamn game up and be like, let's play some Zelda. Just walk around this land because I still, like, every time I play it, I'm like, Wow, this game's still beautiful. It really is. It's still a beautiful, beautiful game. Like if it, if they if they made The Witcher portable, they can't. They physically can't. No, there's no way. But if they made The Witcher portable, like I'd play that more. But this is the second <laughs> best thing. Yeah, this is close as we're gonna get for right now. Right, like it's just like this really pretty, really fun open world game. But it's it's also. A Zelda game at its heart, and you 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 really feel that with this game, like all there's never been an open world Zelda game, at least not to this extent. Like Ocarina of Time was open world, but it was so small compared to this game. Yeah, and even Twilight Princess. Yeah, like this this game dwarfs them on so many levels, and I'm okay with that. It's great. It is a good open world game. I liked the uh, the thing you got in the the first DLC where it showed you everywhere you walked. Yeah, dude. So for a while, I wasn't fast traveling, not because I didn't know how, but because I just was like, I want to explore this world. And I do the same thing in most open world games I play, where I'm like, I'm going to just walk. Just figure shit out. Find shit. Have I mean, fun. I mean, that's what I did, and you yelled at me that it was taking too long to beat the game. Yeah, well, you were taking too long to beat the game. Uh, I wasn't, Josh. You were. Nick didn't beat the Divine Beasts for like two months. It was great. That's because I, I would I beat like... them in the first week. Yeah, and then that's because, like, I spread them out, so that way I would be, like... Because I think the one thing, one of the things I could say about the game is that I don't think there's enough bosses. Oh, absolutely not. So, like, I you, I spread out the Divine Beasts, so that way there was this change of pace. That's Where fine. you f- did, like, a giant dungeon and fought a boss at the end of it. I don't think there's enough bosses, and I don't think there's enough dungeons proper. Right. But... At the same time, you have so many shrines. It's like 120, right? Something like that. Like it, There's like 120 shrines, which are mini, mini dungeons, essentially. A lot of them, like, the dungeon is getting to the shrine. So you mm-hmm. just walk in, get your shit, and leave. Yeah. But a lot of them, you, you just go, there. Oh, fucking, so, all right, I lied, actually. There's some pretty cool fucking dungeons in this game. There's the the maze that's all dark. Yeah. Like, it, there's this, this maze that has no light. And you have to, like, fight enemies. You have to fight, like, a, um, one of them uh, Cyclops things. And it like and I did that entire thing in my Shadow Link costume because the eyes glowed red. 
I did it in the uh, the the skeleton one. Oh, because you just wanted to be a spooky, scary skeleton? Yeah, because it closed <laughs> at night. So I was like, I'm going to run out as a spooky, scary skeleton. I was recently back there farming for something. And I was like, the entire time I'm going to wear the Majora's mask because it glows too. <laughs> so I'm just like running around and I'm like, I'm Majora. <laughs> I'm Majora. I'm a skull kid. And then like even like the Lost Woods one where like... If you walk in the wrong direction, you just get teleported. You know, I found out how to get through that puzzle. That originally, yeah. I did that puzzle through trial and error. Same. I would walk, and then as soon as, like, the th the fog started creeping on you, I'd run the other yeah. direction, and, like, it wouldn't teleport me. But, yeah, I figured out how to do it, too. Yeah, you. it's fucking smoke. Yeah. I was so mad when I figured how do you, it out. I don't remember how you do the dark one, but, like... You get torches and stuff. Is it this? Like, you get a torch at the very beginning of it, and then there's, like places for light but as you go like you can't go straight to that place for the light because you like go over an obstacle put your torch oh, no, away no, no. there's there's statues and they're like birds and if you follow the beak it leads you to where you're supposed to go yeah i think that's what it that's was that's what's at the at what it's at every torch that's standing up every yeah. pyre i just remember that like it was like one of the last shrines i was trying to do and um it because when I was trying to do all the shrines, there was, like, one that I was missing, and it was because one of them didn't register. And so, like, me and my girlfriend were, like, we were, like, sitting with, like, the book open, the internet open. We had a list. We were, like, checking it off. And, like, I was, like, going through this. And, like, this was, like, one of the ones I originally missed. And then, like, at the end, I was, like, I'm pretty sure I did them all, but, like, one of them didn't check as completed. And the only way I found out was because there's a slight color dis... Uh, like this, what it's like if you haven't completed it, but you found it. It's orange. In it's the like middle. slightly orange if you zoom in. Yeah, it's orange <laughs> in the middle of this small blue dot. Yeah, um, but this was one of the ones I was doing, so I was like, like just trying to do it, and like my girlfriend, like, oh, this is how you do. I figured out how you're supposed to get through it, and I was like, yeah, I already figured it out. <laughs> yeah, that one wasn't particularly hard, but it was cool. Yeah, I also like the labyrinths where you like you were in a labyrinth and you had to like get up to the ladder to go up to it. Oh yeah, yeah. There's three of them. They're fucking cool. Like I, huh, they were just cool. And there was that stupid one on that stupid island that took all your shit away. Fuck that one. That one was great. I had to come back to that because I found that stupid early at the beginning of the game, and, and I, I had not enough hearts to get through that. And I also love how you texted me a picture during that of you like next to the ball. Oh yeah, and I was like, quoting Wilson cast, quoting Castaway. I was like, this is Castaway. Like, you, you had to move a ball. You had to, like, steal a ball and multiple and put them in pedestals. So, like, you're just pretty much on an island with nothing because the island strips you away of everything. And I was oh. like, I, this is Castaway. Let me tell you how much I hate that fucking island. So there was one shrine I was missing. I was getting, I was cleaning up shrines at this point. I was almost done. And one of the ones I was missing was you need to stand on this platform during a blood moon. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I did that on accident. Yeah, I, I knew. Like, he gives me the riddle. I'm like, oh, I got to come back during a blood moon. And at this point, like, the DLC had come out, so I put a marker on there. So, like, I can teleport to that marker whenever. Like, you can just play. I got the totem. I can place the totem down. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. This is not This is going to be a piece of cake. Yeah. I just need to get a blood moon. Don't get a blood moon forever. So I'm on Castaway Island, right? And a blood moon happens. I'm like, can I get out of here? So I go, nope. I go to fast travel. Nope. I am on an airplane when this happens. <laughs> going to Ireland and I visibly go fuck <laughs> like I was so mad I'm sitting in a row of people strangers and I go fuck shaking my shit that's funny oh I was so mad I was so mad yeah I, was, I remember I was trying to get that to line up for the longest time and this was before the DLC came out so I didn't have the thing oh, that yeah, you had to like break. go to the shrine and make hope, Lord like the shrine right below it and hope you get up that mountain in time um I think what I ended up doing was making a campfire right on it and then just kept cycling through the days until there was an I thought about doing that, but God, that sounded painful. Yeah, it didn't take I was like, long. I had other shrines to go do. I was like, ah, I'll come back. It didn't take that long. I think I was like close to a blood moon anyway, so. I was so mad. Yeah. And then like, that at the very end, it was the last shrine I got. Because I couldn't get a fucking blood moon to save my life. So mad. <laughs> Fuck that game sometimes, dude. Anyway, that's our, that's us talking about the Zelda timeline. It's turned into <laughs> us talking about Breath of the Wild. Because we, I still gush over that game. It's such a good game. It is. It's, it was... Really, like, I'm glad that the Switch launched with that game and pretty much hasn't come out with the game since. So, I mean, I'm not so sure about that second part, but 
I mean, I'm gonna play Sonic Mania on my Switch, so yeah, I'm probably gonna pick that up too. I like, I like me some Sonic. It's only like twenty bucks, and like I like me. Let me rephrase that. I like me some old Sonic. Yeah, I've never, I've heard nothing but good things about it. I'm like, okay, I can do that. But yeah, that's 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 kind of our basic run through of the the Zelda timeline. Um, yeah, that's it's all fucked up. Yeah. But it's all fucked up in the best kind of way. Yeah, and we love it for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, as far as fucked up timelines go, I've, I've definitely seen worse. Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, I've dealt with fucking Dark Souls for how many years now? But, yeah, so, like how we like to end every episode. Nick, what you been playing, buddy? I mean, I'm pretty sure we're going to have the same answer this week, but... Uh... Some of it, because I, I've been playing a game that you haven't been. Oh, you're right. Um, been playing Overwatch because we are currently in the Summer Games Two. Oh God, the Event. skins! And Did the you get skins. Mercy yet? No, the only one I have. <laughs> the only one I have is Reapers right now. I don't even have Reapers. I have so so Nick's a, a Mercy main to the point where the background on his phone right now is Mercy. Yes, I he is a Mercy main in Overwatch, and he never gets good luck in getting Mercy skins. Nope. Ever. Like, every, every time. However, I have great luck at it. So, we every time a new event comes, you get a free loot box. I just gave you one for free. Open up my loot box. Boom! First thing I get, Mercy Skin. He's, I'm in PlayStation Party with him, and he's so mad at me. It happened, it happened like, last time, too. Yeah. Like, the, the last event that had a Mercy Skin, we were talking about it, and I went, Hey, Nick, guess what I just got? <laughs> It's so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm gonna have to probably end up buying it, which I can do, but and the old the one the one from last year too, because I didn't get yeah. that one. But, but yeah, I've been playing some Overwatch, trying to grind that out. I have a I have a couple of the other skins too. I have um, you have Sombras, McCree. Do I have Sombras? Yeah, I think Daniel got it when you left when we were playing that night. My okay, my brother plays my Overwatch account a lot, so like I have a bunch of shit in Overwatch, but like he also is only here like. Four months out of the year, so yeah, I just let him play Overwatch the entire time, and I get a bunch of shit. Next time I log on Overwatch, look at all my stuff. Yeah, but I don't think I have Reaper yet. Uh, I, I know that I bought a bunch of loot crates, so. See, I, I haven't yet. I've just been grinding, the regular ones. Yeah, but uh, what else you been playing? Been playing Titanfall Two. <sighs> yeah, that's a story. Yeah. So, uh, like I like we said at the top of the top of the show. Uh, about a week and a half ago, we hung out with my ex-roommate, Bro. So Bro comes to my house. He goes, he lives in Massachusetts, so I don't see him a ton anymore. Uh, but whenever he's in the area, we like to get together. Uh, and whenever Nick's available, the three of us like to get together. It's fun. So he comes into my basement and goes, dude, you got to get Titanfall 2. And I was like, why the fuck do I have to get Titanfall 2? He goes, it's so fun. I picked it up on sale. It's so fun. He's like, Talking about, like, oh, you call down these mechs and you can, like, jump on them and shit. And I'm like, you know what, bro? I want you to do me a favor. If you want to play this game and you want to play this game with me, tell me when you're on. I'll pick it up, but just tell me when you're on. I don't fucking know when I'm going to be on. Let me know and I'll try to hop on. He's like, okay. So I download Titanfall 2. So we're both playing that. It's fun as shit. It really is. It's (laughs) so much fun. (laughs) I was like, this is gratuitously fun. It's so much fun. Like, you are just in giant robots and, like, lighting shit on fire and, like, hook-lining yourself on top of other giant robots and putting nukes in them and cutting them in half and, like, shooting a machine gun into the band in there. Oh, dude, this game is dumb fun. Yeah, it's super fun. I've been playing a lot of it. Yeah, like, I'm just, like, I'm really having a lot of fun, especially with that uh, defense mode. Yeah, the tower defense yeah. type of thing. So. I haven't really even touched PvP proper. I've been playing the PvE one. Yeah, I've literally just been playing PvE. And, and like, that's fine. Yeah, it's like, super fun. It's really, really funny. I mean, you still level up your characters and titans and weapons the same. Like, I was just like, it is so fun. I, I didn't think it would be this fun. I thought this would be a game I'd pick up and be like, this was cool. <laughs> I, Yay. I had a good time because I was playing with you, bro. It's like when I played For Honor. Like... For yeah, we, didn't, we didn't actually buy that. We we were we played the beta for For Honor and it sucked. Yeah, it was awful. And the only time we had fun is when we were with Bro because he was freaking out because he was a Viking hitting things with an axe. Bro, yeah, that was like we were like we're not gonna pick this up. We're having fun, but we're only having fun because Bro is yelling and making us laugh. Yeah. Other than that, we're not having fun. Yeah. So like with it, 
Bro has this childlike wonder in his eyes. He is, to, to describe him to the audience, he's about my height, maybe a little bit shorter. Big, like he's a broad-shouldered, strong guy. He does a, he actually is a, so, he's a social working major, but right now he does a lot of physical labor. So he's like, he's a big, strong man with this huge beard. Huge beard. Like it comes down to like almost his nipples. Yeah. It, he is the sweetest, most childlike man I've ever met. But like when you look at him, you're like, this man is a Viking. Yeah. He is a raw, mean machine. Big lumberjack dude. But he is like the most kind-hearted, sweet man I've ever met in my life. And if he weren't married, I would marry him myself. <laughs> and I think he would too. Probably. <laughs> he is like, I, I mean, I was the best man at his wedding. He's my one of my favorite human beings and I love him, but... He makes everything fun with his childlike wonder. Oh yeah, it is great. Like hearing, like listening to him play Titanfall Two is so fun, and like I'm still freaking out at the same stuff in Titanfall Two when you're cutting shit in half with it. Yeah, just like look at how cool this is. Oh my god, <laughs> like it's it's pretty great. So that's, I mean that's a game that we've both been playing together. Yeah, and then Overwatch. You've been playing anything else? That's about it. I mean, I got another game. really isn't much to play right now. I mean, I got another game, uh, and I might convince you to pick it up, to be perfectly honest. It's called Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. This game's made by Ninja Theory, which is the people behind, I believe, Ninja Gaiden. If not, they're, they're a known company. I've heard of them before. And it's described as a AAA title. On It is described as like a AAA budget indie title. So it's beautiful beautiful game you play as you're basically this viking warrior you're playing as a woman named senua who is descending into helheim to save her uh her loved one basically it's the reverse story of prince saving princess it's princess saving prince which i think awesome already like yeah. i'm down with this yeah good. let's fuck with that dynamic a little bit like you are you are like as the woman you're not the helpless one like, you're the badass one. But there's a couple weird things with it. So it's there's a disclaimer at the top of it when, like, you first turn... Like, whenever you first turn it on about, like, mental health awareness, I'm, like, weird. And that's because they hired psychiatrists and psychologists to basically replicate schizophrenia in Senua's head. So as you're descending into hell and fighting gods, literally, like... You're, there are voices in your head talking to you, telling you you're going to fail, like you're not going to do this and all that. And it's just like these subtle whispers. It's supposed to perfectly replicate schizophrenia. So like I haven't decided, like, is it because I'm going into Helheim? Or is it because I am infected with this thing, which I'll get to in a minute? Or is it because Senua's schizophrenic? And, like, maybe she's in a mental hospital this entire time imagining this Viking woman being this Viking woman descending into hell. I haven't figured it out yet because I haven't beaten the game, but it's weird and not disorienting. That's not the word I'm looking for. Like, it, it like, sh like, it shakes you a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. your, your core is a little shaken by the fact that, like, there is this, there are voices constantly whispering to you in this game. It's really cool. Like, it, recommend, it literally recommends playing it with headphones, so I went, and I put on my headphones, and it's it's weird. Damn, that's kind of cool. The The other cool part about this game is, at one point, it's very early on, so, and again, we're a spoiler podcast, but I'm spoiling this for you, too. You you touch something, you get infected with the darkness, because every game's got the fucking darkness. The darkness. Get them real sick of cliches. But this cliche is kind of cool. So it infects you, you fight some shit, and then pop-up comes up. It says, every time you die, it is go you have it on your hand like your right hand. Every time you die, it is going to creep up your arm a little bit more. If it hits your head, game over. You have to start the entire game over. You are basically have lives and you have no idea how many lives you have. And as soon as I saw that, I got dumb hyped. Because I love these cool, difficult mechanics and games. It's what attracted me to Dark Souls in the first place. And like, I was like, no shit. So, like, I've died a couple times, and, like, now it's, like, up to my mid-forearm. Damn. I was, like, I, like it's almost up to my elbow. I was, like, fuck. So, like, you get it, and, and I, 
you get a real sense of pressure when fighting things now because like you can die and right. like if you die too many times you're fucked so like one of the bosses there's it's not a long game it's only a $30 game highly recommend picking it up because like as far as I can tell I've gotten a good couple hours into it but it's not a long game there's only four bosses in it but I'm gonna replay it a couple times but they're all based on Norse mythology so one of the the bosses you fight is Sert the, the demon king of fire so I'm fighting Sir, and it I am sweating because like this is a close, close fight, and like every t- like if you get hit too many times, like she'll fall to her knee, and you gotta start mashing buttons to get back up. Like it is so mechanically well done, and like the fighting combat's really smooth and feels really good. There's like only three buttons: there's light, heavy, and kick. So like you'll be in, the- but like the combos meld perfectly into them. So I'll be, like, attacking someone. I'll see that they put up their sword. I'll kick them, knock their sword down, and then I'll start, like, heavy attacking them. There's also a time freeze mechanic. You get this mirror that can freeze time. And it's, like, this entire time you're being immersed in Norse mythology. Like, there are these shrines everywhere that talk to you about, like, the actual myths that are in Norse mythology. So, like, I was in a room full of people when I was playing it, and they started talking about Ymir. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to talk about the creation story of the Earth because Ymir is the ice giant that Odin slayed to create the earth. I was like, are they going to tell, tell everyone that clouds are his brains? Like the, the Nords actually believed and they do. I was like, oh, awesome. <laughs> Metal as shit. But yeah, it's like, you really are getting immersed in this, but like, I can't, I haven't actually got even gone into Helheim yet. Like I had to kill two gods before I go into Helheim. Mm-hmm. And then I know what the next God I have to fight is. And I'm fucking hyped. Got to fight Fenrir next. Ooh. Got to go fight the Fenris wolf. It's dope. But yeah, so it's not a long game, but for $30, it's worth picking up. Yeah, it sounds really dope. It's so cool. And there's so many different aspects to it. Like just, and like so pretty. So like when you're going up to fighting cert, oh, the puzzles are really cool in the game too. The really cool one is you'll get like these runes that you have to open up door. And to do it, you need to find things in the environment that make that rune. Mm-hmm. So you'll have one that looks like a P. Yep. And you'll match it up with like this tree branch and this broken wall over here and it'll make a P. And then once you do that, it'll unlock that rune on that door. Cool like environmental puzzles. I it's so fun. Like it really is for like 30 bucks. I highly recommend picking this up. I recommend you pick it up across the table from me, and I recommend you pick it up on the other side of this mic. Like, you will like this game. It is a solid fucking game. And, like, in a world where, like, in a, in a place where we're so stuck in game rots, because I feel like both you and I are in one, but I don't think we're the only ones, like, it is just a nice breather, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, high recommendations on my list. Yeah, that sounds dope. I definitely definitely interesting. We'll, we'll look into. Yeah, but, and, and it's just so Santa was a cool character. She looks really cool. Fights really cool. I just... I could gush about this game all day because I really, really like this game. So, And I'm going to be away from it fucking till Monday. Yay. <laughs> Finally get time off to play video games and I can't play video games. I got to play mobile games. But, yeah, so... Anyway, that's what I've been playing. So, at that, we're Navi Tales. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at the Great Sweaty P. I'm at Mr. Underscore Gome 017. And uh, next week we will talk about something entirely different. Yeah. And I can't wait. I yeah. will come back to this podcast refreshed and pissed at LA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will be fucking salty at the world. Yep, we'll be nice. We're going to start our podcast off nice and salty like every podcast. Yeah, dude, I'm a bitter motherfucker. You really are. It's a real problem in my life. Anyway, we'll catch you next time. (laughs) Bye. Love you.